Welcome to the Pelvic Pulse Podcast, where formally off-the-table topics take center stage so you can feel comfortable, confident, and free in your body. This podcast was born out of the desire to share the intimate and necessary conversations about one of the most ignored, abused, and suppressed areas of our bodies, our pelvises. Not sure where that is? Let's put a finger on it, shall we? I'm your host, Brittany Ellers, holistic pelvic physical therapist, womb worker, and educational speaker and advocate for all things pelvic health. My hope for this show is that it enlivens listeners like you to take steps towards healing your own relationship with your pelvic space holistically for fuller embodiment and a more loving human experience. So when you're ready, let's take a deep breath and dive right in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Pelvic Pulse podcast. I'm Brittany, and I'm sitting here with my dear friend, Carly. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I'm so (laughs) excited that you're here. I think you have one of the most beautiful stories and progression in anyone that I've worked with. Um, So why don't you share with the audience, I guess, where you're from, what you have experienced that brought you in to see me, mm-hmm. or we can start at the beginning of your story, I guess, yeah. wherever you want to take that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I know you were born saying... April 18th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. This is a five hour podcast. Yeah. So welcome to the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> And it was such an open-ended question and truly like when you're about to share your healing journey it's like well where do I begin yeah where does it really start um probably at the beginning generations ago but for sure yes won't go that far we can always trickle back there if we want to yeah um so I think for me it starts um around like transitioning from high school to college, I started meeting um, disharmony in my body. Um, And, you know, looking back now, I think that's from a lot of different things that I experienced at that time. But um, symptoms that were presenting were really like GI related um, and fatigue and hormone imbalance and just a bunch of weird random ones too that were like I don't know what this is random like what um like uh I guess like it's not that random when you look at it now but it's like okay cystic acne starts happening and I start getting depressed as well and it's like okay now that I live in a holistic world yeah obviously it's all connected but at the (laughs) time it's like I just have like a stomach problem, but now I have acne and not being educated in that realm. It felt like seemingly unrelated. Yeah. And just domino after domino. So, um, it, it's been a process. I'm 31 now. So that's, um, a good chunk of time that has been spent dedicated to being in the place I am now, which is much more a picture of health. Thank the Lord. (laughs) Yeah, paint the picture. Like, what were what were you doing in that part of your life? Like, 
you said the transition from high school to college, like where did you grow up and then where did you go for college? Sure. Too? Just, yeah. Yeah. Getting that piece in there. Yeah. We can put some color on it. Um, so I grew up in like rural Michigan, um, everything you can imagine, cornfields, playing in the backyard, like grew up on a lake. So it was honestly a pretty rad childhood. Um, always imagine myself playing with my sister. So like super cool. Also, like, going back now, I'm like, wow, there's, like, small planes with, like, glyphosate flying over the lake. So I'm like, who knows where all this goes back to? We'll save that for another day. But, um, yeah, went all my childhood in Michigan, then transitioned to a couple years at Michigan State, <clears throat> which... Um, my parents had just gotten divorced. Mm -hmm. I had been through quite a lot of trauma. A good friend of mine, um, his brother had died. Um, and I was there to witness that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, just all of the other things that you're trying to navigate when you're that age, like, oh shit, I'm supposed to have my whole life figured out. I'm supposed to know what career I want to do for the rest of my life and being like a perfectionist. That was daunting. Mm -hmm. And just a sense of identity, I think, got lost in the mix. Um, so yeah, just did the real, real classic thing of jumping into school at Michigan State, trying to four point every single class. Got myself a nice abusive boyfriend. <laughs> like, <laughs> so a couple of restraining orders later, it was oh, like, yeah. yeah, you're like, okay, homegirl, clearly we're manifesting some trauma in the body. <laughs> but yes, she holds much, much. So yeah. Um, but at the time, it was really scary when people would reflect to me, like going to different practitioners and having them say, have you thought about the psychological component? Or or really, it wasn't that well delivered. It's in your head is the message that I could and did receive from some people. Mm. And that was really scary to me because there was no pill for that, you know, Right. there was no clear pathway to healing that. So I kind of just shoved that one in the corner for a while. Um, mm -hmm. And it came up later, but yeah, turns out Michigan state was not my vibe. Um, <laughs> I love and respect everyone that it is, but like, <laughs> Where did you move on to? <laughs> My sister and I laugh about this all the time. You know, you're not made to be at Michigan State. When we were like walking around in like, I don't know, Nashville or something, someone had, I had a Michigan State thing on and someone yelled at me like, go green. And I went, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Obviously, everyone else knows that I'm supposed to say go white. <laughs> yes. So left that, um, ended up moving to Scotland of all places. Um, yeah. So I just transferred to a school there and ended up graduating from there. And I would say that is when um, it became really challenging to just navigate daily life. Um, at Michigan State, I had started the process because I was having like things like constipation and like little symptoms starting to creep up. So I went to some Western practitioners there um, just to test like all the big 
scary things because it started to get to the point where I was so tired. I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't remember things for exams. Like it was really like either something has to give. Either I'm going to drop out of school or I've got to figure out a way that I can move forward that feels feasible. Mm -hmm. So I think that move to Scotland helped on a psychological side of things. Um, And I just kind of like gritted through, but um, met some dear friends and that was helpful. I'm not sure that like the rainy everyday like mold infested apartments were like <laughs> yeah that's definitely not going to be conducive to <laughs> so and the rainy weather I mean I, I can identify with that too because I moved to, to Washington for undergrad and it's a big change to not just move states but move countries and then go to a, a weather system that you're not <laughs> yeah. necessarily used to or you get it yeah. yeah yeah it's hard the first few months a privileged existence I acknowledge but yeah it's for my body it was an interesting time so coming back from that into the United States again um I basically got to the point where I was like okay this is not manageable like um a huge symptom for me at the time was bloating and I mean it was like to the point that it um like Carly at that age I'm like oh sweetie like I wouldn't wear like tight clothing because I was planning for the fact that I would be so bloated in the evening that it would be extremely uncomfortable Mm -hmm. you know that was the level at which it was so just like started looking towards eastern medicine as an option for healing um because I basically saw some doctors that were like okay IBS like eat boiled eggs and like do FODMAPs and take these drugs that have all of the side effects that I'm trying to avoid. <laughs> ridiculous. That part to me is mind blowing with the pill aspect, but go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, it works for some people and I don't, I'm not here to judge anyone's path, but it's not mine. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I, I'm, I don't know what it was in me at that time, but I remember walking out of that office and thinking there has to be a better way to do this. And literally just throwing those pills in the garbage can on my way out which like I don't know how 20 something year old Carly was like this is not a go for me but I'm very grateful that she knew yeah yeah so yeah I moved to Colorado started really diving into that world it was like a integrative chiropractor is where I started that was like my little gateway into this whole world so I'm really grateful for that actually I started doing like different neurotherapy and got a nutritionist and just, I mean, we're talking bare bones. It's like pretty accepted now, but back in the day, like going gluten-free. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I remember like one of my roommates um, in college was, she had celiac disease mm-hmm. um, or still has it. And the fact that she needed to be gluten-free was so beyond my like train of thought. And since we all lived together, of course, you had yeah. to be really conscious yeah. about what you were using and cooking on and when we were like making cakes and you know cupcakes and things for her and celebrating her it's like oh yeah duh gluten-free like yeah right but it was also like I remember her picking out very specific brands because even back then at the time there weren't a lot of great brands for it it was mostly sawdust yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah like cardboard yeah (laughs) yeah generations now don't know how good they have it I know there's so many good options now dear lord thank the lord but yeah um so yeah just started with the basics and some hormone support and things like that and um 
It was a tough few years. I had moved out there alone. I met some really great friends, but it was, it still felt like a really solo internal project. Um, and it was scary to think about being that young and like, is this going to be the rest of my life was the question. And I remember um, being in Denver, I'd moved into this apartment on my own and was just trying to hold down a job and heal. And I remember coming home one night and just having so much bloating. I was so exhausted. I didn't know how I was going to make it through work the next day. And I was nauseous every morning. Like it was just so much. Yeah. And if I felt so alone and so scared and I just remember being in my apartment, it was late and I like went in the bathroom and it was like, I looked like I was nine months pregnant and I don't like people that have that, like, you know, how uncomfortable it is. And it, I don't, I think it affects your brain chemistry as well. I mean, the mind gut connection is real. We know that now. So mm-hmm. laying on that like cold tile floor, like all the lights off, just sobbing um it still makes me emotional but like remembering that time because it was the moment in my life when I have ever been so low when I thought if this is if this is how the rest of my life is going to be like I don't know if I want to be here for it yeah and I don't know what spirit divine energy what something helped me peel myself up off that floor and look in the mirror and just these like tired eyes and um distended stomach and just look at that being and just um all I could do was commit to living one more day and I said okay I will give it a shot I will try and show up for tomorrow. And I did that over and over. And the cool thing about life is the miracles show up eventually, you know? Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm still waiting for the lottery, but like, <laughs> if I just keep sending. <laughs> yeah. One miracle at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> so yeah it was a long road but I started meeting the healers that I needed and um was able to regain my life in some degree and pretty much every alternative therapy you can think of I did it every diet that's available did that every supplement taken it and I don't know what worked or what didn't work I ended up having um an oral surgery, which um, it's pretty, it's actually part of what I do now for my work, but it's pretty far on the woo-woo side of things. It's biological dentistry. <laughs> tell them, tell them. <laughs> um, but I really feel like that was a turning point. I kind of reached a plateau of how much I could heal mm-hmm. and having, um, they're called cavitations, not cavities, but cavitations, which are like, a lot of us have had wisdom teeth removed. Um, And so what can happen is that there's like a literal cavity in your bone and you probably know about this, but it can harbor a lot of 
crud in there because it's cut off from blood flow, but it's often not like cleaned out in the ways that we know now are most conducive for healing. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty nasty. <laughs> a lot of times it's like ischemic bone where it's just like spongy. It can smell bad. It's my mom's a dentist. I still want to barf every time that I like have to witness this <laughs> for someone else. But I had that done, had that removed. And then I had a root canal treated tooth removed, which is kind of a similar shtick. Um, like if you had the way I kind of explain it is like, um, an infected foot with gangrene or something, you wouldn't just leave numb it, it and right. leave it. Yeah. Right. So, um, same thing with the tooth. So we extracted that. And then I went through, um, bite restoration, which I feel like is pretty interesting in your world because you can probably speak to this, the connection between how many hormone receptors are in the jaw. Um, so truly like sitting up from all of that in the chair still, I was like, holy shit, something is different. <laughs> I had like an emotional release when they pulled out my tooth and it was like, wow, my dark circles were gone immediately. I mean, they're back now because I haven't slept in five days. <laughs> Okay. Neither here nor there. She looks, she looks beautiful. Everyone. That's so yeah, I feel like that really helped me turn the corner to be able to live my life mm -hmm. and function and start bringing back the joy because it had gotten lost in the mix for me for a long time, you know, moments here and there as life does. But, um, that true innate part of me had been hidden, I think. So mm -hmm. got to move out to California and um how long ago probably a couple of years now how long ago was it was the extraction mm, that is oh gosh I should have looked it's been maybe three or four years now maybe a little more yeah cool um yeah I did like traveling and fun like late 20s things in the mix there but yeah all with that kind of like how do you be gluten-free in Australia or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't all fun and games, but it was, it was fun. You're so. doing what you could. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. To live life. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting coming out here and I feel like this kind of brings us to where we connect um, because I've, I'm functioning pretty well and was when we met, but there was still like some lingering symptoms I would say um and one was just this interesting like distension in my pelvic area um and then still like frequency of bowel movements so that's why I started looking for someone that does what you do um I was looking originally like Mayan massage or like I didn't really know what the words were even at that time no. <laughs> I didn't know you existed <laughs> I don't think a lot of people do, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> it is still, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to put the languaging even to like what it is that you need. Yeah. Um, but I, I digress. We can talk more about that if we want, but I think we should. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, I guess it's funny because I was just on Facebook and someone was saying like, I'm not sure what I really need, but this is what I'm experiencing. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if it's like a healer or an energy worker or da, 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 da. and of course there's so many different modalities and names that those, those modalities can live under. You probably all of it can help to a certain degree, yeah. but you have to kind of be discerning at least mm -hmm. with, 
your time, your energy, your money, um, right. which are kind of one and the same thing. Um, and yeah, select, you know, mm-hmm, what to do mm-hmm. first. Cause then yeah. it can get really overwhelming and True. You totally being like an analysis paralysis, um, in deciding what to do next. Yeah. If you have too many options almost, but sounds like, I mean, by the time you met me, you had, again, you'd seen mm-hmm. a lot of practitioners, which mm-hmm. you can name off if you want to, um, and all different kinds of diets and supplements. And yet you were still experiencing the frequency, mm-hmm. um, and the pelvic distension. Yeah. And super else. hot, really. I mean, really just sexy, sexy symptoms for all those listeners out there. Well, okay. I know how good it can be. <laughs> to, to be honest, to be fair, everyone has a butthole. Everyone. Eats. You heard it here first. Yeah. Yes. I'm like going to get on a huge rectal health kick after this podcast, just so that everyone knows we're going to be talking all about poop health. <laughs> Because it's important. It is important. Yeah. And there's so much shame that's held in that. That is, it makes it really hard to even have the courage to look up a practitioner like you that could help with something like that. I think it really like, I remember those first few appointments with a practitioner being like, oh my God, I have to talk to them about shitting. And not that, but just that like it's 10 times a day and all the other things I just realized probably not everyone want, you might be eating while you're listening to this. Sorry. Usually they're driving. Holding <laughs> <laughs> laundry. Yeah. Stop what you're doing if you're doing anything with food. Yeah. Set it down. <laughs> away. Yeah. Um but yeah, just being like mortified that I had to talk about that. But I really think it was like exposure therapy or something. The more times you do it, the more you're like yeah, I have to talk about this. And then I kind of burst the bubble. Yeah. And I think like you are, it's now you're like, we need to be talking about this. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. I just have to share this with you and the audience because this morning I'm like telling, or we're, I'm with uh, James at a coffee shop and the guy is like, any fun plans this weekend? You know, trying to make small talk. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I have a class and you know, trying to be as vague as possible. And he's like, oh yeah. Like what, what's the class for? And I was like, oh, it's for pelvic health, you know, colorectal, uh, penile health. And he's like, wow. Good morning. Afterwards, I'm like, there's something in me that just loves the fucking shock factor of like seeing how other people respond. But yeah, no, it's like, you kind of have to get over that. And it's like, the more you repeat it, the more you normalize it, the easier yes. it gets. But yes. it's still like, I get it. Like there's still that level of like embarrassment or shame, yeah. you know? Like I even went to an acupuncturist uh, like a week ago and was sharing some of my yeah. um, issues right now. Cause like probably on like the one percentile level that you have been experiencing um, the rectal stuff and yeah. uh uh, bowel issues and it was still like oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm in like perfect perfect health all the time but yeah. yeah it was just interesting to feel that again firsthand mm-hmm. but yeah keep, I think keep yeah it depends on the audience too I mean mm. I can say that I'm like talk a big game and then my boyfriend Nate and I started dating like you remember like walking on the beach and we'd been dating for like a few months and somehow my health stuff came up again and he was like asked a question but I, I was like oh like it seems like we're not really talking about it and he was like well you seem like you don't want to like mm-hmm. you're a little closed off and I want to be respectful of your process and I was like okay 
first of all, this guy's rad. Second of all, like, am I close up? Like I talk about my poop all the time. <laughs> like, oh, it's because I'm wanting you to want to fuck me. <laughs> yes, fair, fair. Yeah. So yeah, depends on the person. Right, um, right. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's so funny. Relationships like that are so. <laughs> Because eventually when you live with the person, like how I live with James, like we, I mean, some couples aren't like this, but I feel like when you're in the world, like I am and like you are, it's just going to be, it's going to be a topic Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and it's not a problem and it doesn't take away your hotness. Yes. It doesn't take away your sexiness. It makes you human. (laughs) Yes. And that is also sexy. Yeah. Which is, again, like another layer. So I feel like um, it's it's an interesting road. I'm starting to view this, um, the health crisis times or like the process of healing as really one of my best teachers. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't wish it on anyone. I think you can probably get there in a lot of different ways. Um, but it it really has been a gift because it helps me look at things like that and get more in tune with who I am or who I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, self-love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The body makes it fun. <laughs> I don't know whether she's fun. I know. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how else to describe yeah. it, but I mean, totally. It's, it's such a journey to, to not try to even see your body as a thing to fix and just to find some sort of acceptance and love for whatever stage you're in yeah you know so yeah you you had done a lot of work by the time we started working together Mm -hmm. and like you were gonna share yeah just there were different layers Mm -hmm. that were then exposed right yeah so um yeah I came originally to you to for help um with that pelvic distension and then what my naturopath had recommended was to find someone she suspected I had maybe like an esophageal hernia just from so many years of um motility issues with my gut so looking for someone to support with that came to you and like there are still things that I learned in our time together that I use all the time and I'm like Brittany's number one fan. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's cute and like also a little creepy. I think how much not at it. all. Not at all. I'll take it. I'll take it. You need to get like a foam finger, and that'll get that. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'll make one for you. Thank you. <laughs> we'll start a movement. That'd be great. Um, <clears throat> but there were different elements to our care, and I don't know if you want to talk about like the practitioner side of it, but from my experience side of it um it it's it opened my eyes up again to how connected everything is inside spirit and body um the fact that we are working on like inner vaginal things for me to be able to swallow pills and not regurgitate them like that is wild and and so such a good reminder of how like intricate these systems are like it's no wonder they get thrown off mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
maybe do you want to tell them like some of the I don't really know how to put words to the therapeutic elements of like the massage and things like that yeah I mean we yeah we did a lot of work together and it was all so variant depending on number one where you were in your cycle yeah um just the energy levels of like what you had experienced that day with work or with friendships relationships all the things yeah um so it it definitely looked different each time which I love that as a practitioner that's like where I get to just kind of show up and and see what's really going to help so we did a lot of the abdominal work massaging externally um bowel movement work and then um we did the intervaginal work as well Mm -hmm. we did some craniosacral so (laughs) yeah (laughs) when she was yeah she'd come in and she'd be like I'm just so tired I don't want to do anything I'm like that's absolutely fair let's get you on the table you can just close your eyes you know and yeah doing some of that yeah (laughs) that's what it is like those sessions are I mean they're so special to me because and I think they're definitely they're underrated maybe from like from the outside Mm -hmm. and then once you're in it it was like oh my god I didn't realize how much I needed this and it was just like a chance for you to recalibrate that parasympathetic nervous system Mm -hmm. state Mm -hmm. and be in a in a restful and digestive state that was like helpful Mm -hmm. so I mean that was like head to toe care basically and then with that there was like energetic work with it so working over um, the womb, working over your center, um, everywhere, like around your face, around your jaw. Mm-hmm. And, um, we did even some like restorative yoga sessions. I remember doing yeah. that one time. Yeah. It was all, it was all a really beautiful mix mm-hmm. to be honest. And it was just about meeting you wherever you were that day. Yeah. We're going to take a quick pause right here in my conversation with Carly to share with you a new offering that I have for you that is completely free. It came about because I have been working on coming back to my basics, coming back to my cycle and cycle syncing. And not only does that include the food and the nutrition, the movement and my social life, it also includes the self-care rituals that can sometimes feel really overwhelming if you have a whole list of things to do that you know would feel good for you, but you're like, well, I don't really have the time to do it all. This is going to be the tool to help give you that list. Even if you're maybe lacking in ideas for what kinds of rituals you could offer for yourself, to your body, to your mind, to your soul, this will give you these options and it will list things out so that you know when they would help serve you the most, like which phase. I go over what phases are, um, what the phases are themselves, and what you should focus on, and then you can curate your own ritual for every day, every month, and this is called the Moonlit Muse Rituals eBook, and there is a link in the show notes so that you can get your own copy today. And now back to my conversation with Carly. Yeah. And I know like from my perspective, first of all, if anyone is needing anything like this, I cannot recommend Brittany enough. I know I've said this before, but like truly from the moment I walked in, I felt really um, safe and welcome and welcome to be all the versions of me. Um, Nothing felt like it was off limits. I think we did like 
inner vaginal work like day one like that's a pretty big yeah vulnerability and it just felt safe like I didn't question it I was like yeah let's do it yeah and just to be fair like for people who are looking for intervaginal work and they show up and I feel like there's an energetic not not a mismatch in our in our like personalities like we're not gonna fit it's like I don't know if you're really ready for it yet Mm -hmm. and I think your body's your mind's probably saying like yes I need this and you're probably right you know like we can get there eventually maybe it's not session one like I did with Carly but like you know, session two or even session three, Yeah, you know, like for one of my clients, she was experiencing painful sex, um, with her loving husband. Mm -hmm. Right. And her body, I mean, she wasn't coming in saying like, she needed this kind of care right off the bat. She was like, I think I need it. And I don't know when, but we took like three sessions for her to, we started very externally Mm -hmm. working on her back body and then getting into the vaginal stuff later. And it worked, you know, and it was, it was a very beautiful process and a slow unfolding. But like, I think because you had done so much other work prior and you were doing all the aspects of it, like you did come at it from a very holistic standpoint, Mm -hmm. even before seeing me. So I think your body was ready. Yeah. You had the emotional support and you had the physical support to be able to experience that with me right off the bat. Yeah. I think, and I, I really feel like your ability to be intuitive, um, like respectfully intuitive, I think, because there's, having been to a lot of different healers, um, this is, it's it's not really a judgment. I mean, everybody's resonating with different people at different times. This is my experience. It's, there's so many wonderful people out there doing their best to help. I struggle sometimes when there's someone that is intuitive, but comes off almost like, um, telling me what my body needs or like presumptuous. And I think part of that was like, I really had to reclaim that for myself throughout this process to be like, no, I know my body and I know when something's off. Mm -hmm. And I think that our Western sometimes like, maybe that's a piece of it. Maybe that's much larger on a spiritual level, but we've become disconnected Mm -hmm. from feeling like we can know and own that. And so I think it's hard when you do go to an intuitive person and they're like, not coming at it from a gentle like you help people unfold it in themselves what they're looking for mm-hmm. and that's a beautiful gift thank you because it makes you feel safe to do so help me feel safe to do so and then you're just then I was just like yes you know it's easy then to be like okay you're not going to push me into something I'm not going to ever have to put up a resistance which is huge coming from trauma that I'd experienced in the past, which I know we kind of talked about it before, but um, that was some a piece that I took out of our work together that I didn't expect to really uncover, which sounds kind of silly when you think about it now, like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to like pelvic floor therapy, we're doing vaginal therapy, yeah, probably these things are going to come up, but Brittany and I were talking a little bit before about how there's actually been a couple times in my life um, where I have been through sexual trauma and rape and um, it's it's an interesting thing to experience in life and 
my heart goes out to all the people that have experienced that because it is it is a, it's like a huge thing that no one's asking for that and it's thrown on your plate of this life to be like all right I'm already trying to have to pay my fucking bills like do this life like deal with all the other things that you have to as a human in this world now I am being having this thrown upon me to have to deal with this giant trauma Mm -hmm. and so I think having been to talk therapy having done womb healing and that was a, a a background piece I think to a lot of my decade of recovery and no doubt it played a role in my symptoms of illness right mm-hmm. but it was funny because I kind of walked into Brittany being like yeah I got my shit figured out <laughs> literally and figuratively yes <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> all day over here tune in for more <laughs> um but yeah, I I was a little cocky almost of being like, <laughs> yeah, sure, totally. We can do vaginal stuff. Like, I'm good, you know? It's yeah. not going to be triggering at all. And it wasn't triggering. Activating. It, yeah, that's a good word for it. Because I don't even think we really talked about it too much. And I don't feel like it needed words really between us. But um, the sensitivity with which you approached it and there were just nuggets of time I think really like some of it was during the craniosacral or um different moments where you just remind me simple things just to breathe Mm -hmm. or giving space and reminding me that all of it's okay and that if this is going to bring something up that's great you know that that's a good part of this process and I think I don't know if it's like chicken or the egg with the work you do. Mm. I'm sure you have. I don't think I know either. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, it's a, it was a beautiful element to our work together that I, I am starting to feel like the spiritual element of healing is kind of the coup de grace. (laughs) Like, Mm my naturopath is also like a shaman and I went to her originally being like what supplements do I need and come to find out it's a lot of the inner spiritual work that I'm doing that's the aha moments or really shifting me into a whole other level of health and so it was really cool to experience that with you and to bring up some of those things from those traumatic parts in my life and not really feel like I had to fix them but to just see them and be like, oh, wow, this is a process. Shrek quote, it's an onion. You know, there's a lot of layers to this thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like we said earlier, I don't know what the end point is, if there's like some final healing destination, but. No. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's, I mean, God, that's the humanism of, of, this all you know and like this journey it is really just a journey Mm -hmm. and the destination can I mean maybe you feel like you're there at one point or another and then life again yes you know 
life lives on you. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it all of a sudden it feels like, oh my God, I'm on a plateau. Like I'm in a Mario game and I'm jumping yeah. on top of a freaking brick chimney and there's another brick chimney out in front of me. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, and I think, um, yeah, I, I, I feel like, I think I might've mentioned this on another podcast before, but just life won't show you these things or expose them to you necessarily to quote unquote heal, work on, fix, acknowledge, see them until you have like these tools that are necessary Mm -hmm. for you to be able to see them. Yeah. I feel like that's a thread kind of of what we've spoken about here for a little bit, which is that, um, I, I had the healers I needed at the time that I did and, um, I wasn't ready for you way back then, you know, I couldn't look at it yet. And that's like the miracle of this process to me. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe like, I, I hope that there's, that it offers some hope for others because I remember being in the throes of illness and thinking, when am I going to find that? doctor that can find the answer to this mm-hmm. I was looking for the one answer and the one doctor and um maybe people have that I still love hearing stories of people that have extreme gut issues and they go gluten-free and their world changes <laughs> like I love that for them they you go know on celery juice yeah. and it's like wow <laughs> celery the miracle yeah. stock like just like dope for you yeah wasn't my path, but I didn't really hear a lot of other hopeful stories of people having a long journey of it and coming out on the other side. Mm. So it was really scary in the moment to be like, where is that doctor? And you're kind of in that, um, like fight or flight mode Mm. throughout that process because you're literally fighting to survive. Mm -hmm. So I guess my point in that is if there are people that are having a really tough go of it. And it has been a chronic thing for who knows how long, like you said, maybe if you can, it's so hard when you're in it, but just to zoom out a little bit and realize that there's something bigger happening under all of it. And you are being led Mm. by something bigger than all of us. That's my belief, obviously to each their own, but I think I learned so much in each stage and I was brought to you at the point that I was ready to receive that next layer of healing. And that to me is miraculous and it's a huge gift. And I've brought a lot, a lot of peace into my life. And I'm really grateful for it. Yeah. Lots of gratitude for everything that you've been able to bring up and share and in our time together then and our time together now I think yeah peace is so priceless it is so priceless so I mean yeah I just have I receive all of that and yeah (laughs) have so much gratitude for you um I want to like give space for that I guess Mm -hmm. you know because you've come a long way it's been a little while since we have worked together um what was interesting like I think now almost what I'm experiencing because I Britt and I were supposed to do this like a month ago (laughs) 
And then I got this like wild throat ear infection thing and couldn't talk. So that's um, right. Yeah. But there's an interesting thing happening now where it's like this. Uh, I am largely healthy. And then when things crop up like that, it brings up that trigger of, oh, shit, am I about to lose it all again? Mm. Which is fascinating because I started to realize like, yeah, I I need to start acknowledging. It's like when we we just keep chugging along in life and you forget to embrace these beauty, beautiful moments of how far you've come Yeah, to be like, I have I have healed. Yeah. And what a gift and so much compassion for everyone that's on that process or like hasn't reached that yet because it's gnarly, but like to be here, I'm one of the lucky ones and to embrace that. And then, yeah, just remember that it's okay to stop looking for things to be wrong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so true. I just read a quote. I was starting to read um, Dare Greatly by Brene Brown and mm-hmm. she quoted, and I, now I forget who she quoted, but it was just like that feeling of not enoughness and inadequacy as soon as we wake up yes. and like looking for the wrong things like um, or the things that are wrong. Like we didn't get enough sleep and now we have all this stuff on our to-do list. There's not enough time. There's not enough space that and you keep kind of like going down that rabbit hole of like not enoughness yeah and that there's so much to fix Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I think that I mean god bless that stage of healing you know like (laughs) it gives you like just that piece of um like there's reprieve you know Mm -hmm. you you have the space just to like live life feel the joy feel the peace yeah be happy whatever that looks like for you and And then, yeah, sometimes life sways a little bit over again. And, you know, I think over time, it sounds like to me, over time, you start to realize when these things start popping up into your life again, Mm -hmm. and you, you pick up on it a little faster. Mm -hmm. You're able to make any changes because I think the body, the body just speaks to you Yeah. Or like the spirit, your spirit speaks to you via your body. Yeah. And it's like, hey, something's up. Yeah. Girl, I've been there too. (laughs) Yeah. You you were working every day and babysitting every night and trying to do everything else in between perfectly. Yeah. Take a beat. (laughs) (laughs) Like sit the fuck in Literally listen to us with your ear. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I think it's so interesting when it's like the body part. Right? Like, hear me now. You're not going to hear anything else except for me. It's almost like, let me dumb this down for <laughs> your bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. But you sound amazing. You sound better. I'm back, baby. <laughs> you took that beat yes (laughs) learning from it yeah and I think learning that our bodies are so resilient and Mm -hmm. they have an immense capacity to heal that's where they want to be yeah they want you in homeostasis so it's almost like with each layer of this and god bless my family and Nate for dealing with the trigger when it comes up of being like okay I'm ricocheting back Mm -hmm. and 
all the fear that comes with that. They are wonderful. But I'm learning with each phase of that. It's like my body's helping me to to realize the truth, which is no, no, no. Like, like you said, life's going to happen. We're going to have momentary things of acute illness and maybe we have longer stretches that's part of life Mm -hmm. but that it doesn't mean that we're gonna go all the way backwards sounds like you really can't like you could get sick with something else but like i think on a spiritual level like that part has run its course Mm -hmm. so learning to trust that is my next project (laughs) yes the next yeah that next layer of trust and surrender yes Holy smokes. And if you think about, I don't know, I'm having conversations with other friends too and other practitioners, like wellness practitioners that are looking at illness and sickness in a different way. Mm. And yeah, it it being that message, right? That something might need to shift in your life. And yeah. it's not that you need to quiet it down with, you know, an ibuprofen or mm. something like that. It's like, no, go lay down, rest, stop looking at your fucking screen. Mm-hmm. Like I'm saying that to myself, yeah. not to you. <laughs> Jesus, Brittany, I yeah. get it. <laughs> For no, real though. No, I also mean, same. Yeah. If you need to hear that, hear that. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, oh my goodness, my eyes were just like hurting the other day. And yeah. I've been getting like, you know, light headaches here and there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh yeah, I did spend a lot of time looking sure. at a screen and not really being out in nature when like my body's like just open the door get outside but yeah it she'll she'll talk to you and it's not that you know your body's trying to punish you or you know life is trying to punish you it's like no these are all messages Mm -hmm. to listen to and not yeah not just to fix yeah just to outsource yeah you know you're your biggest healer and even if you're just like the biggest advocate for your well-being yeah like you've been you know it's so it's so important and it's so that you can bring the joy into not just your life but everyone else's around you and serve in the way that you were called to be served or serve everyone else Mm -hmm. yeah it's it is a pretty beautiful process, I think, when we can give ourselves the grace to, like you said, surrender and allow it to be and and to allow for the moments when, I mean, it's it's kind of like a funny little cycle, too, when you're like, oh, then I get sick and then I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't listen to myself and then I'm mad at myself for not listening right. to myself. And, and then sometimes, like, I think that's a cool part of learning to to be in tune with ourselves, which is a process. Like I am realizing that's a, that's a life school of life situation, you know, um, because I don't know why I, I feel like it's easy for us to get disconnected in this stage or who knows why that is the case, but, um, probably a lot of different things. Yeah. But the coming back into ourselves is, a journey into myself has been a journey and I think it will continue, but yeah, to allow for the moments where it's like, Oh, I missed that one. Or, or to just realize when you can tune in and get more clear answers. I've been doing it recently where it was like, Oh, okay. Really feeling into it. And like, what is all like, what is the real deeper meaning behind like my shoulder pain? And it's like, sometimes it's just like, it's kind of funny. Like the message that'll come in is like, 
fucking nothing, girl. Like you just played pickleball for too long. <laughs> so is that pickleball? Yeah. So it's just like there's not like some big huge nugget of an a thing you need to fix. That can be okay too. To just be like, yeah, just go a little easier in the paint sometimes. Yeah. Simple. It's like, like the root, everyone's always trying to get to the root cause, the real reason. And whether that's an energetic reason or an emotional reason, spiritual, or it is just like a purely physical thing, like you overdid it with gang. (laughs) (laughs) It can be like the root doesn't have to be deep. Yeah. It can be simple. Yeah. I don't think I ever knew that until recently. Mm-hmm. So it's like to keep looking for these really deep, heavy, dark things. It's like, wait, no, I did that like 10 years ago. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. like, hey, if it's getting a little lighter, that's a good thing Yes, for me. So no, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's so, that's a good truth right there. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like you're saying, just having that grace for, for yourself for that. Yeah, that's so cool. Mm. So where are you? Yeah, you were starting to say like where you're at right now. You're Mm -hmm. mostly great health, right? Besides that you're right. right, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's um, I am so grateful to be where I am now to be able to live a full, rich life. Do the things that I want to do, wake up in the mornings and have energy to do them. It's it really is like such a huge blessing. Um, I don't think I'm the picture of health, but what I'm learning is, I don't know that any of us are. Which well, is so that means it, it means something different to someone else. It's so true. Yeah, it's all relative, and um, I think having been through so much, like my body had to navigate so much for such a long time. There's a um, a woman that um healthy honey I think is her Instagram but she had something recently I think that was just a reminder like she said herself I I don't expect my body to be perfect right um so hello new realm of perfectionist appearing <laughs> but like to just allow like yeah to accept um with optimism that yes I can continue to heal and continue to find health but yeah, we're all going to have little bumps and kinks and it's probably not going to get much better as I get older in some of those ways. Yeah. At least orthopedically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you continue to play pickleball, right. really. <laughs> so true. But yeah, all that being said, I am one of the lucky ones to be sitting here in this chair telling you, yes, mm-hmm. I am healthy mm-hmm. and I am whole and happy and have a sense of joy that I don't think I've had since I was probably like five, you know, mm. which is just such a gift Yeah, to wake up and like Nate and I have this, like my boyfriend had this thing where like, we'll text each other, like what we're grateful for in the morning. And that's just such a good reminder. Like we live in this place that is paradise. I have such beautiful friends. I have all of these things that are just the, the day-to-day life things. But when you're in a place of health, you can see them for the, beautiful magic that they are and that's it's it's so good to be here so yeah yeah magic in the mundane mm-hmm. and in the everyday yeah there's that's like a, a special layer right there yeah because yeah. like you're talking about 
miracles, right? Mm -hmm. Big, big miracles. Mm -hmm. And yet I think when you distill it all down to like the everyday magic and really feeling joy in it, it's, uh, that is a, like I said, priceless, yeah, priceless gift. So it's the juice. It's the juice, baby. (laughs) Yes. Squeeze every last drop. Yeah, it's precious. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Is there anything else that you would like to share with the listeners? I think that was a pretty beautiful way to sum up your story. And yeah, I just appreciate you being here and um, yeah, letting us in into it because it's been a path. Yeah, it has. Um, Is there anything I want to share? I think... There, there's so many, so many things going in my mind, but I, I really think that the, the message that's coming through right now is if you, if there is someone out there that needs to hear this, like that, if you're in that dark moment, if you're, if you're on the bathroom floor, if you've been a victim of a trauma, um, I'm sorry that you're in that space and hold on because there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I truly believe that for all of us. I don't know what everyone's path is, obviously. Everyone's going to be different. I've had a a very privileged and supportive way to navigate through that, but um, I don't think we were put on this earth to suffer the whole time. I think there is an inherent layer of joy that all of us are destined to find or to call back to the surface. And so um hang in there and know that there's something bigger conspiring in, on your behalf and um you will find it and it will find you and send in your love in that moment I love that we'll maybe list some resources in the show notes if you have any Mm -hmm. um, so that people if they are in that space they can have a next move um, something to reach for yeah if they need it because there are lifelines out there yeah like lots yeah but hashtag Brittany (laughs) (laughs) but there are a lot yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) we've, we've got your back um so yeah, thank you again, Carly, for being here. Thanks for having me. This was such a joy. Yeah, Look at your face. You're so sweet. I, I wish you could all see your face right now. We'll take a picture and post yeah. it. <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening and putting your finger on the Pelvic Pulse podcast. I'm Brittany Ellers. The music for this podcast was created by Justek. Please follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts by hitting the subscribe button and share it with your loved ones if you found the episode helpful. If you haven't checked out my free womb medicine meditations or phasic community, click the link in the show notes. The meditations and community boards are the perfect place to begin or broaden your connection to your pelvic health, no matter what stage in life you're in. I'd be honored to support you along your journey.